This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. On the line, we've got Pastor Eric Mtimkulu, Jabez Timsil, Let's take a quick song break. I'm here, Dad. I'm here. Kosta, Kuru, thank you so much for staying on the line for us. Uh, I suspect in the weather, Le Gogo, a Kaka Gobu and a Bosobu Kachazela, I weather in the yellow shop. Um, sure. Yeah, but thanks very much for sticking around. I'm trying to team here to end it. Kola Sele and the Pazana realize in Dokba. You know, because we're seeing a lot of uh, growth in the number of cases that gender-based violence, as a report mm. where you, a kind of report where every day on social media, Siboni story mm. somdan obulewe walengula, Siboni story so sisi obulewe ngumien, and so that by a conversation le as kwazu tikuayo, as kwazu futi no inikleta si si wishe away and hope that is amba mipele. And so, you know, earlier on, we, we, we were supposed to speak to a gentleman by the name Zorile Taiman. From a biblical perspective, how how are we as men expected to treat our our spouses, yeah. our females, as well as our children? And and I think yeah. that's that's the theme today, man. No, thank you, Tadahasmeli, for this opportunity and uh, greetings to to all the listeners. Again, it is always a joy for me to be uh, part of this show. So yeah. I think, firstly, we we must begin by saying that the whole idea of marriage comes from God. I think that's where we have to begin, that marriage itself is ordained by God, created by God, also instituted by God. And so that's what we need to know, that mm-hmm. marriage is not simply a government idea, but it is a God idea. And so recently, I haven't been studying the book of Peter and really reading um, the words of the Apostle Peter and the counsel he gives both to women, but also to men. And so I just want to read one verse from First Peter 3, I'll, I'll read only verse 7. It says, Likewise, husbands 
live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to, to the women as the weaker vessel, since they are heirs with you of the grace of life so that your prayers may not be hindered. And so you would read in context of that particular verse that the first six verses, he is addressing women in particular who have pagan husbands. Mm-hmm. And so now he gives counsel, he moves from verse 7 by giving counsel to husbands. And notice the first thing he says to the husband, he's saying, he says, likewise, husbands, leave with your wife in an understanding way. Mm-hmm. Already, already he's giving us something very key here. That word, leave with your husband, sometimes can be translated, dwell with your wife. Mm-hmm. And we know the passage of Scripture, it says the two shall become one. And so fundamentally, marriage itself is indeed a physical relationship that we live in view of the person of Christ. Mm-hmm. And so the Apostle Peter then is encouraging the husbands to live with their wives, both being physically being with their wives, but also to be providers in the family. And so that the, wife, that the husband would be providing for the material needs of the home, so that the husband itself is not going around simply solving other people's problems, and yet ending up creating his own problems at home, but being physically, meaning that there's union, there is oneness, there is deepness into this one family. And so part of the responsibility of the husband is a man who is physically present with the family, but also because the man loves the family, cares for the family, therefore provides the material needs of the family as well. And that does not mean women don't work. That's not what we are talking about here. Of course, we have many women who, are, um, who have their own careers, they have their own jobs, but primarily is that the husband must be able to provide for the needs of the family. So he's saying, dwell with your wife. Now, notice the second thing he says, in an understanding way, which is a key thing to what now you are aligning. Now, in an understanding way. Now, this is very important for us to think about, but also to ponder. Because if a husband is living with a wife in an understanding way, you are speaking to a husband who understands the wife's feelings, understands the wife's needs, understands the wife's fears, understands the wife's hope as well. In other words, the husband becomes the, ser- the servant in the home. As the wife would joyfully submit to the husband, the husband takes that leadership, but also of not bullying the wife, of not abusing the wife, but takes into consideration the needs, the fears, and the hopes, and begins to listen to the wife, not only in his mind, but also in his heart, and begins to communicate meaningfully to the needs of the wife. And so the wife is in a safe space where they are able to be vulnerable, but also where they are able to feel safe, because the atmosphere in the home is filled with love, but also filled with submission. And so in an understanding way, it means the wife is not, the husband is not overbearing to the wife. The wife, the husband is not insulting the wife in any way. You know, so because the, the husband has got an understanding of what marriage is. So because the other translation, don't use the term understanding, they use the term knowledge. So based on the knowledge of what marriage is, that the marriage is not simply a piece of paper. Marriage is not simply an, an, an institution created by man. Mm-hmm. So God defines marriage himself. It is not culture that defines marriage. It is God who defines marriage. Therefore, the, the husband understands the perimeters of marriage. Therefore, in that way, he 
begins to serve the heart and the needs of the wife and the kids themselves. This does not mean this is a marriage where there are no disagreements. Of course there will mm-hmm. be disagreements. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But even when there are disagreements in the marriage, they, they, the couple still remains happy. You know, they don't become enemies. They, you know, they, 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 they still keep that union and that oneness of being a family. Mm-hmm. And so here is my question to the husband today. As we think about gender-based violence and many other things, is are you lovingly serving your wife? Are you caring for your wife's needs? Are you communicating uh, meaningfully to your wife? Are you cherishing your wife? Are you nourishing your wife? Do you even know your wife's needs? Or is it always about you? you So are you putting your wife first, or are you always putting your wife first? Does she feel safe around you? Mm. Can she be? Can she be? Can she, can she make a mistake around you? You know, does she feel threatened by you? Mm. And so, because you you have created that environment for her to feel that way, is she able to be vulnerable around you? Mm. And and so, these are the questions a man to begin to consider. Because if she's not able to be herself around you, then it means this marriage is not a safe marriage. Mm. It is not a safe space. In fact, the foundation of this marriage is not love. The, the, the foundation of this marriage is not even submission itself. And so the Apostle Peter says to this husband, live with them, one with the understanding of, of, of knowledge of who you are in Christ. Therefore, that leads to then you, you know, understanding and taking care of her needs, her fears, and her hopes, mm. and even understanding your wife's mood. That's what it leads to. And so number three, now notice in number three what he said. He says, live with you, in, husband, live with your wife, in an understanding way, then he says this, very important. He says, show honor. Mm. Show honor to her. Now, that word honor, other translations use the word respect. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, but other translations use the word honor in honoring, in honoring your wife. Mm-hmm. In, um, in fact, because you are one with your wife. You know, the Bible talks about living and cleaving. Mm-hmm. In other words, now, you're, you know, you're not, both of you are not depending on your parents anymore. Because marriage is not for kids. Mm. Marriage is for adults. Mm-hmm. It means you are ready to live. It means you are ready to separate and to be joined now with your wife. And so he says, now honor your wife, respect your wife. Mm. You know, and, 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 and respect does not mean you respect her when you see people and start to act lovely dovey. And yet at home you are saying so many hurtful things. Mm. At home you are insulting her. At home you are devaluing her. Yeah. And yet when you are in front of people, you use the word baby, honey, lovely, yeah. all yeah. these things. And yet, in his home, you are breaking her. Mm. In fact, her self-esteem, her self-esteem is already broken because of the things that you say about her. Mm. She, 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 you, you are embarrassed by her, in fact. Mm. Now, and so all these things, and, and in some ways, these are the things that are breaking our ladies. And so because now she is in that position in front of people, she covers face. You know, she tries to protect you and protect the marriage. Mm. Yet she is dying inside because the man is breaking her peace by peace. Mm. And one day, and one day, those pieces are not going to come together anymore. Mm. One day, she'll just crash because of what you're doing with her. So he says, honor her, respect her, yeah. respect your wife, respect her at home, respect her to, you know, in front of your family. Even your own kids must, 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 be, must be able to witness how much their husband loves their wife. I, I, I look forward to a day where the kids will say, I want a husband just like my dad. Oh, yes. Because they can see how the dad treats the mother. Mm. And the wife said, I want a man 
just like my dad. And, and I think that's what we need, to, we need to aspire as men to see. And so this whole thing, he says, you know, giving honor to her, and he says, as a, just like a weaker vessel. And so that, that weaker vessel has been sometimes um, been translated by many people, interpreted by many people in, a, in an incorrect way. In fact, when you check that word, it's got nothing to do with, 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 with their spirituality. Mm-hmm. Okay, because a wife can be stronger mentally, a wife can be stronger emotionally, spiritually, morally, socially, and fit, and, and you know, in all these areas. And so that word they means physically. Mm-hmm. That the wife is a weaker vessel physically, not mentally in any other way. Mm-hmm. You know, and so physically, because she is not as muscular as you, she is not as physically strong as you. Mm-hmm. And I think for us here, the Apostle Peter is also pushing the message. Is also, you know, building on this point, and I think what he's saying is because the wife is a weaker vessel, and you are a stronger one, therefore be delicate with her. Oh yes. Be ve- be considerate with your wife. You know, treat, treat her as 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 a vase. Mm. That something that is not going to break. You no, know, something that you cherish and you want to take care of. Mm. That you want to protect. You know, it's like, it's like there are things in our lives where we want to protect so much and make, and make sure no one no one touches you. Yeah. And, and the Apostle Peter is like saying, let let that be your wife. Mm. Be delicate to your wife. In other words, you you you, you, don't, you don't insult her. Yeah. You don't you don't you know you even protect her from other people. In fact, yeah. you even protect her sometimes from your own family mm. because you are being delicate. You are being you are being overprotective of your wife. And these are the things that men we need to do. And I, asked some, I, and I asked a question the other day, and I was saying to the man, when last did you open the car door for your wife? Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. When last did you bring dinner for her, bring lunch for her? When last did you say, you know, today you look stunning, you look beautiful? You know, when last was everything about her and not, by, and not about you? Mm-hmm. And so this whole picture of a weaker vessel is a picture of one who needs to be lovingly taken care of. And, and, and we must not see that lovingly taken care of in a negative sense to say women can't take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. Because the Apostle Peter is speaking in the context of oneness, in the context of marriage, where the husband serves the wife, takes care of the wife. And, and, and their wives as well, obviously, they have their own role from verse 1 to verse 6. And so for me, I think these are the implications you know, that we see. In fact, when you, when you check verse 5, it speaks about Sarah, who... who who really was a noble wife, an example of a noble wife. Yeah. In fact, that word Sarah means princess. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something about that, that our wives ought to be treated like princesses. Mm. That's like weaker verses. In other words, the man must be gentle. Mm-hmm. The man must be loving. You know, the man must, 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 must make sure that they are continually loving and taking care of their wives. Not being like those men in this context who were in that Roman society who was in that Roman Empire, who were not taking care of their wives. You must remember the Apostle Peter is writing here to husband who was seeing wives like a thing. The wife had no voice in the Roman Empire. In fact, the wife was a thing. She was lesser than a sheep in this context. And the Apostle Peter is shifting things here. He's turning things upside down to say, hey, from a Christian perspective, be gentle, be loving, don't be like those men in the world. And so the church has got to resemble this to show the world how a husband ought to treat their wives. Mm. Finally, I want to highlight this. Finally, it says then so that your prayers may not be hindered. Yeah. This, it's as though he is hitting a nail on the head yeah. now. Yeah. He, he is rubber stamping, rubber stamping something so important. In other words, it's, it's as if he is saying, if you do not adhere to what I'm saying here, 
these are the results. Your prayers will be hindered. And so a man who does not respect his wife, a man who does not show understanding to his wife, a man that does not dwell with his wife, a man that does not honor his wife, this man, his prayers... Why? 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 Because a man cannot be in true fellowship with God if a man is not in true fellowship with his wife. Mm. A man cannot be in true fellowship with God if a man is abusing his wife. Mm. If you are abusing your wife emotionally, you are abusing your wife physically, there is no way you can be able to approach the throne of grace with so much truth, with so much conviction, with so much love. Yet you know that your wife is your punching bag. Mm. It is practically impossible. Such a man, his prayers cannot be heard. They, gave, they cannot reach the throne of grace because this man clearly has no understanding of Ephesians chapter 5, that Christ himself, Christ himself giving us this picture that husband love your wife as Christ loved the church. He's got no picture of the church. He's got no picture of Christ dying for the church. He's got no picture of loving his wife. Therefore, this man's prayers will be hindered, will not be answered because he is unfit. He does not treat his wife the way the Apostle Peter asks us to, or gives us counsel rather to, if this man is selfish, if this man is, has, has a big ego, this will hurt both his relationship with God, but also it's hurting his relationship with his wife. And so the first church is not the one that we simply enter on a Sunday, but the first church we ought to take care of, the first church we ought to love, is the one that we are daily with. And it begins at home. Oh, yes. One man once said, one man once said in history, I, I, can't, I can't remember who it was, he said, if you want to know the true character of a man, ask his wife. Ask his wife. Yeah. Don't ask his friends, because we can easily pretend to our friends to be mm, things that mm, we are not. Sure. But you will never be able to pretend your wife. Mm. She knows exactly who you are. Yep. And so finally, he, then say, he says all of these four things that men ought to do as part of their responsibility in loving the serving their wives. Finally, he, he says this. He says, now, I want you to know that these wives are also co-heirs with you. In other words, for oh, now. Yes. So, so, so they are equal to you. It's not about their gender. That they are, they, are, they are women because in this culture, obviously, they have no value for women. He says, no, 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 no. Listen to this. In the kingdom of God, you might be having different roles as a wife and a husband. You have different roles, but in the eyes of God, you are both equal. Yep. In the eyes of God, heaven is both for you. In the eyes of God, the wife is not less, nor at all. Therefore, the husband must look after the wife. This is a noble expression of the Christian faith. A woman is not inferior to a man. A woman is not a piece of property. A man, a, a woman, um, is equally loved by God. A woman is equally cherished by God. Therefore, both of them, God will say to them one day, well done, good and faithful servant. So therefore, in closing, as we think about gender-based violence, I want to challenge particularly the men in the church that you, 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 you start doing these things. And sometimes we think gender-based violence is in the world. Sometimes it's even happening in our churches because people are wearing a mask. They are pretending all these things. And so I want to challenge the church today those who are doing these things to repent. And if wives are being abused, they must go and lay charges when necessary. They must go and do that. Because gender-based violence, it is, it, it, is, it, is, it is against God's creation. It is a heinous crime to be abusing children 
and to be abusing your wife. In fact, that man ought to be disciplined by the church, but also the, the law must also take its course. Mm. But the church must not simply sweep these things under the carpet. The church must deal with these, these things. Finally, those who are not doing these things may we become better and better and better in loving our children, in loving our wives, so that they, are, they, they, are, they, are, they, they find themselves in a safe environment, in a loving environment, as the husband becomes gentle and loving and caring to them. And so that's what I would want to throw as a challenge to many of us as men today. Sure. The Kangela, the Jemu Tetan Jebenkin, the Kofakofapan Kangela, Ladi, this is this is the message that we needed to hear today. And I'm telling you this because, in fact, I said, I spoke to you today, this before we came to the radio, and I said, we had a, you know, a, 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 a prog- a, not a program, but a, a, a sermon that you had prepared or you were supposed to talk about today, uh, if you remember. And, and I said, please talk, please talk about this because this is a message that I think you won't get surely there's an area where yeah. everyone will feel hey I need to correct myself blend out yeah. or I need to yeah. do better area and so you know yeah. a lot of men you know get away and they balula there's different kinds of abuses because often mm. you know I'm not a sand as long as I am safe because I can stand them fast, I can get him fast. Galatasha fast, I'm politically shenlin. Ungoska zakaziv is self-esteem. I'm telling the point you raise. It's self-esteem. Ungoska zakaziv. Kwa kwangu endi. Ukwaz na ukuti umsheka inabili. Azobuza kuongo. We ifuni opinioni yako. Gele lengo benga. Taka ba ndinjani. Azaz bunjani wen. Kanya sikela no nispil. Dikena pindo zabafaz. All of those things. Okanya msa mutete long maso chambelai. You are destroying that self-esteem. Elam elam goskazi. And in your own neck, I'm safe because I'm bait. Mm, and I said, but I'm as yeah. we are, I am on Zagalisa day in and day out. And yeah. so that person, I think I'm a Koskas, so Bengonyama, because with defense mode, the challenge, good to a Kosaka, Miss Banagana Bell, Abanda Bayasma, Wednesday, Gumi and Waki. Sing a matter that we are creating monsters and get behavior here to as I go on to you. And later, all the monsters, okay, Ibonakala, La Sissi Simtad, Sim Crate Lang, where to a behavior and the Lessians, Babe, Yo, Sifunumshi. Yes. And so I like I yes. like what you did. But yes. also the fact that there's there's also this this issue of psychological abuse where you know mm. Sim, Sim, mm. Sim, again maybe it speaks similar to the same thing, but again there I think it's more of indices plunder in London Zabant Abanga Manin and is messages Ben the inferior in at favor. And often I'll say to my wife this morning Fun is that you know it's also important that as a man all of these behaviors Zenzo, yeah. because we don't want to own up to umchad yeah. we don't want to yeah. owning up to, to own up to children that we go get and so we forget and we neglect this responsibility and it becomes a burden at walang mm. and mm. so I think mm. it's just another point in funis performance you know also as you are speaking I'm just thinking now imagine if we could get this right yeah 
if you would get this right, mm. this this verse seven, you know, we honor yeah. our, our our spouses. Siba chonipe, siba tingele, you know, siba zelelele, siba kabise, you know, and and so all of those things that are listed in that in that verse seven. But also keeping in mind that lendo kutabis in jemo sicho ba kutazi weaker vessels and tendo ba ba weak spiritually just means in terms of a man mm. physically. Abas abasu tuala isamende jabasu tuala tina. Yes, you know, aglin dlang ba inzendole. Yes, but also keeping in mind that you know abanda pamgotiko bafana nati yes. now if yes. we can get this right as men yeah what this yeah. means i think what this means is mazana right safe yeah because yeah. that many of us now seem to give up on marriage very easy mm. because it is easy to find another husband to find another wife yeah. and, I th- and, I, and I think we've made that very easy now and, and, I, and, and that easiness really comes from not understanding you know, the, or rather of having a high view of marriage and what God demands and mm. I think we've got to go back there mm. so this thing of premarital counseling are equally important but also having a biblical understanding of marriage so when, when often you attend these seminars on marriage, you are given five steps of this, five steps of that, and the guy does not even talk about the Bible, mm. the five steps of communication. And I'm asking myself, the Bible has got so much to say about marriage. Why don't we talk sure, about what the, the Bible. Bible says? Mm. And I think from, we've got to teach marriage from a biblical point of view. Communication is in the Bible. Speak the truth in love. That's communication, you know? Yeah. And, and so I think we, and, and I think we, need, we, we need to also... Um, help people to say, listen, when you get into marriage, this is a lifetime. Mm. You know, this is, you know, go in with that view, not go in to say it's one foot in and one foot out. Yeah. You know, we've, we've got to do that. And so I think you know, the, the view of marriage has, it has changed. Our culture is changing. And I think people, sometimes even it's small things, you find that people just get, they just separate and, and no longer, and you find, but you ask, what's the abuse? What's the, you know, uh, sexual immorality? What's the, you know, abandonment and all this. There was none of those things, you know. And, and, I th- and, and, and I think because we have many options. And I guess for me, I think we, we have missed what marriage is all about. And I think we need to go back to the basics and teach what marriage is all about and what marriage is. And I think we will never understand what marriage is until we understand the person of Christ. Mm. Once we understand the person of Christ and understand the work of Christ in view of his death on yeah. the cross, and, the, and how that leads to the implications of marriage. Yeah. And I think we will always continue to have this problem. I think we need to go back there and forget the five steps and go back there. And I think that's what's going to build us and help us. None of us are No marriage is perfect. We all have mistakes. We all disagree. We all sometimes fight in our marriages and all these things. But we learn and yeah. we grow even as those things happen. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 729 AM. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za.